the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I see my name in shiny lights. Yeah. A different city every night. Oh, I, I swear. The world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. And indeed, we're all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here on with Get Down to Business. And I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at ShalomKlein.com. And while you're there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss, so let's jump right in. I'm thrilled to be joined by Gary Guyman, a serial entrepreneur and business owner. His 30-year career has spanned owning multiple businesses and developing sales and marketing plans, which we'll talk a lot about, to assist other business owners in growing their business. And he has a fantastic read, which we're going to talk about as well. But firstly, let me welcome Gary Guyman to the program. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I always love to get to know the person behind the microphone, especially serial entrepreneurs, which certainly sounds like you are. Gary, how did you develop your love and passion for small business? Uh, primarily through sales. Um, got a uh, sales job, uh, late teen, early 20 years, selling lawn care on the phone. And through that um, kind of finding that sales was a something I was good at and passionate about, you know, sales kind of turned over that entrepreneurial uh, search of always trying to find ways to solve problems. And in solving problems, obviously, uh, businesses pop up and or business opportunities pop up. And uh, I'm one of those individuals that uh, has a high, high risk tolerance. So uh, always looking for ways to uh, to solve problems and bring a business along with, I guess, that, sol- that problem solving. Sweet. Absolutely. Well, uh, I love that marketing uh, and sales mastery that you've had. And some people avoid it. Um, but it's it's a necessary uh, it's a necessary process, and honestly, it could actually be really really fun. So again, I'm chatting with Gary Guyman, serial entrepreneur, business owner, and digital marketing expert. So you know, Gary, let's start with the basics over here. How should a business, especially in the, these tail end weeks that we have of 2022, be utilizing social media to grow their business? Yeah, I think uh, a, a few things they should be doing on social media. Number one, engaging. Um, Entertaining and three, educating. Um, a lot of brands will do one of those three uh, well, and they'll kind of let the other two go. Sometimes uh, the entertaining piece isn't something that you know the business thinks they should be doing. But think about it: when you're on social media, why are you on social media? Um, you know, is it because you're trying to learn a new skill? No, you're probably have some downtime and uh, you're scrolling to be entertained. And so that scroll stopping. Um, entertainment or that scroll stopping image, video, whatever it may be, 
is what a brand or business needs to focus on to be able to catch the attention uh, of their prospect or of their prospective audience. And uh, a lot of times that is through entertainment. Um, you know, currently shorts, um, quick videos, uh, reels, those types of things are, are what have high engagement, uh, especially the reels because of, you know, the onslaught of TikTok and it's, it's upcoming as well as, uh, you know, what Instagram does with reels. And so being focused on putting out short video content that people can consume quickly is definitely a way to engage, entertain, and educate. And I think a lot of times you can do all three of those. If you're very intentional, you can do all three of those with, you know, a video or with videos. But um, focusing on those three E's and then being consistent with your content. So in other, in other words, putting out content consistently. I'm sure your show goes out the same time every single week. There's a reason for that. You know, back in the day, we had a TV guide. A lot of uh, maybe millennials or Gen Zs don't know what the heck that is. But uh, this guide came in the newspaper and you got it and it told you what time your shows were on. Well, social media works the same way and the platforms are going to reward you when you're consistent with content. So uh, if you're, you know, an entrepreneur or a business owner or you have a brand, focus on those three E's, entertain, educate, um, engage, and then be consistent with your activity. And that's great advice. And, you know, we get a lot of advice from a lot of folks, but uh, I know that what you're talking about is real because, uh, again, I'm chatting with the author of Dominate Your Market in 90 Days, a step-by-step guide to grow your revenue. And that's right, in 90 days. And I know, uh, Gary, you've got a lot of good content um, throughout social media with tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of views and listens. And uh, as you say in the beginning of the book, warning, do not read this book if you don't want to grow your business. Um, So it's interesting. You know, we've got a lot of listeners in all sorts of different industries, um, some in service businesses, um, but also, you know, finance and everything under the sun. Is is it sort of a one size fits all? Is there sort of a, a certain approach that people can follow if they want to achieve success? How can you possibly make that claim that you could dominate your market in 90 days? Yeah. Um, so I, I look at I look at it this way. It, regardless of what vertical you're in, what sector you're in, you have to be willing to to do the work. And you know this this book uh, that I wrote focuses on service and home service, but you can take the ideas and utilize them in almost any vector or vertical, and it still hold true. There still has to be output that you have to in terms of activity you have to do in terms of you know building your prospect list and building your your crm so you can communicate with people there still has to be that daily activity um if you're trying to get in shape and lose weight you're not going to click your you know uh snap your finger and tomorrow be in shape and have lost weight it's a process you have to go through and so dominate your market in 90 days is getting into the process, being consistent with the process so that you can build your machine and momentum to be able to show an impact on your market in 90 days. Now, do I think uh, someone's going to take over a, uh, a market or you're going to take over um, a vertical in 90 days? Not at all. But what I do believe is you're going to change the trajectory of your business, of your company, if you do that work over those 90 day uh, over that 90 day period and that work is simply this create content make connections and do activity 
create content that uh, focuses on promoting your brand, um, create connections with potential customers and buyers of your services and those people that can promote your service, and then do the activity of consistently and constantly making those touches, doing that content. If you do those three things, regardless of what vertical you're in, and you're focused on those three things every single day, day in, day out, in 90 days, you'll change your trajectory and you'll begin to see revenue because of those efforts. Absolutely. I'm chatting with Gary Guyman, entrepreneur, business owner, digital marketing expert, and the author of Dominate Your Marketing in 90 Days. Great advice, as, uh, as we just heard, certainly for a lot of these service businesses. And I want to touch on another area that I know you talk about in your book and I know you're very passionate about, home service uh, business owners. Um, which, uh, again, I, I know you touched on that. I'm curious why you're so passionate, um, if there's any success stories you could share with our listeners. Yeah, I'm passionate about home service because I've, I've been in, uh, in those verticals. We've, uh, we've owned and exited an uh, exterior cleaning company and a Christmas light installation company. And uh, a lot of the things in the book are based upon the beginning years of what I did to build the business. Now, obviously, um, you know, we worked on creating a strong SEO um, background and having a strong SEO network. We, we focused on building our social media, but the activities that are in that book typically outline the first 24 months of, of those businesses to be able to grow them, to get to a seven-figure annual revenue, and then exit by selling to uh, national companies in, in those verticals. So, that book is based upon that exact activity, and um, you know, I we help home service business owners daily uh, in building uh, search and social platforms so that they can dominate the market. So, definitely passionate about mm-hmm. home service and helping home service business owners get to that level of success that they That's desire. Awesome. That's fantastic, and uh, I know. Uh, when you say we, you have a fantastic team at DMN and DMN8 Partners, a digital marketing and consulting company that helps business owners dominate their competition and market. So let's talk about that real quick and how people can get a hold of you. Absolutely. Uh, best way to get a hold of me is uh, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Gary Diamond, or visit our website, which is salvonow.com, S-A-L-V-O-N-O-W.com, Salvo is a French and German military term from the turn of the century. I mean, shoot all your weapons at once. And marketing is all about putting as much opportunity out there as possible. And so salvonow.com, you can reach out or Facebook. And uh, we'd love to uh, chat with you about how we can help you dominate your market. And check out the book, Dominate Your Market in 90 Days. I know it's available on Amazon. And uh, I know because I've, uh, I've read it. It's a great read. Uh, Gary Gaiman, thanks so much for joining us, sharing your expertise with our listeners, and I look forward to having you back on real soon. We've got to squeeze in a very quick break here on Get Down to Business, the show about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Get on my website, shalomkline.com, but we will be right back, so don't touch that dial. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I'm very excited and thrilled to be joined by John Cash, the CEO of Your Energy, a uranium mining company that owns and operates Lost Creek. Um, We're going to talk about uh, uranium and uh, the work that he's doing in south central Wyoming. 
Um, but uh, first and foremost, John Cash, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks. It's uh, great to be on. Uh, this should be a lot of fun. Absolutely, absolutely. I know you are a past president of the Uranium Producers of America. You're a fellow of the inaugural World Nuclear Summer Institute with multiple degrees in geology and geophysics. Quite an interesting background. I've got to say that this is definitely a first for Get Down to Business. So, John, I have to start with getting to know you a little bit. How did you become so passionate about this interesting, interesting line of work? Yeah, so, you know, I wasn't always interested in the nuclear space. When I went to uh, college at the University of Missouri at Rolla, uh, I went in into the, the uh, chemical engineering program. And uh, very quickly they said, you know, look, guys, we're not very well funded right now. The scholarships are really in the geology department. So, you know, go sign up for geology classes, get scholarships there. And then ultimately, uh, if you want to switch back to chemical engineering, do that. And so I, I took the advice, got some fantastic scholarships uh, to go into geology, and I took a geology 101 uh, physical geology class my freshman year, and I was hooked immediately. I loved it. Uh, I loved being outdoors. I loved the physical science aspect of it, and I never went back to chemical engineering. And so that was really my first foray into geology, stuck with it, got my uh, bachelor's and master's degree in geology. And while I was still in school, I actually had an opportunity to work for two global major mining companies, uh, BHP and Rio Tinto, uh, doing uranium exploration, uh, just kind of uh, part-time jobs working for them. And uh, I was hooked. Uh, I loved wow. it. A great exposure to an industry that uh, most people don't know a whole lot about, uh, but it has a lot of a very interesting aspects. So I've loved it ever since. Uranium is the only commodity I've ever worked in, for better or worse but I think mostly for the better. So that's really how <laughs> I got started. Again, I'm chatting with the CEO of Your Energy and uh, this publicly traded company with, uh, it's probably outdated information, but as of a couple of months ago, current market cap of uh, 271 plus um, million dollars and um, some substantial cash resources, which is great. And that's why you are the subject matter expert. And so uh, involved in so many different organizations. So it's an interesting time to have this conversation. I certainly, uh, towards the end of our conversation, I want to talk about folks like you, young John Cashes that might be considering what areas to get into. And, you know, obviously I'm curious to, to learn about uh, whether you would share this as a, some uh, possible opportunities in the future. But certainly uh, when we're talking about Europe and Asia, um, I've been in preparation for this conversation, I've been looking into um, the power needs of sort of the world in general. And um, from what I understand, there is an opportunity for some very tremendous growth in this uranium industry, especially as some of these other continents are starting to look at a greater reliance on nuclear energy. Am I, am I correct in that? And what are some of the things that we should be looking for in the future? No, you're absolutely correct. We're seeing tremendous growth globally, especially in Asia, Asia but in Europe, even in uh, North America as well, uh, a lot of growth potential. Overnight, in fact, Japan announced that they are going to be advancing more aggressively the restarts of their nuclear reactors, and they are actually looking at building out more uh, plants in Japan because there is such a demand now for carbon-free electricity, and nuclear fits that bill. Not only is it carbon-free, but it's on 24-7, 365. It's reliable. Renewables are great. I'm not going to badmouth them. They have their place. But the big downfall with them is the sun goes down at night and the wind doesn't always blow. But with nuclear, it's up 365 days a year. It's becoming more and more cost competitive. 
And again, countries around the world are really beginning to turn to nuclear uh, to fill that demand, to fill that need. Japan's just one example. France has announced plans to uh, extend the life of their plants and actually build out more. England is embarking on a build-out program. China is the gorilla in the room. They're looking at building 150, 150 reactors in the next 15 years. Here in the U.S., we're building up two reactors right now in Georgia uh, by a Southern Company. Uh, here in Wyoming, where I'm sitting today, uh, Bill Gates has got a company called TerraPower, and they are looking at building a small modular reactor, which it, it appears that that's the wave of the future where you have these factory-built reactors that are easy to build, much less expensive, and can be built very quickly because the, all of the engineering is the same. It's very redundant, kind of like uh, turning out Model Ts. And then you go out and you you build them mm -hmm. and re you replace existing power plants. So the, the growth potential is tremendous, and we expect to see year-old for a very long time. Huge growth potential, absolutely. Um, and obviously, we only have a few minutes, and this is a topic that we could spend hours and hours on. Um, but I am certainly also curious, as uh, I, like so many others, in hearing about uranium mining, uh, immediately I jump over to the national security uh, aspect and that side of things. So what's the general, call it stereotype, and what are some of the uh, the geopolitical side of things that, as you have your conversations, what are some of the things that uh, uh, folks that are pretty ignorant like myself in this, what do you want them to know uh, in these areas? Well, you're talking to some of the diversity of our industry, and that's one of the reasons why I enjoy the nuclear space so much. Certainly, national security is a very important component of that. Uh, a lot of people don't recognize that the U.S. government has not purchased uranium for national defense needs for a very long time. We've got a very large stockpile in the U.S. that's been in place for quite some time, and the nuclear Navy is the largest consumer of that fuel. And uh, you know, they, they've got a stockpile that's probably good through 2050. Uh, so the U.S. demand for uh, defense needs is not that great. But a lot of people don't recognize, too, that nonproliferation treaties that we've signed with other countries requires that any uranium that goes into defense needs, nuclear navy or warheads, it has to be derived from U.S. mining and U.S. technology and U.S. processing. We can't rely on other countries for that. It all has to be homegrown. And right now, we have very little capacity in the U.S. to do that. And that's got to be grown back in uh, before 2050 so we can uh, fill those needs for our, the U.S. government for national security. Fascinating. Again, I'm chatting with John Cash, the CEO of Your Energy, a uranium mining company that owns and operates the Lost Creek. We were just talking about this in south central Wyoming and uh, certainly a growing, growing uh, industry, and we could talk certainly for hours. And I, I'm proud to say now that John is definitely the uh, the subject matter expert for Get Down to Business on this topic, because this is definitely a first in this conversation, hopefully the first of many. So, John, in our remaining couple of minutes over here, I actually want to focus on the other side of things. We frequently talk about entrepreneurship. We talk about growing sectors. We've certainly checked off those boxes. But I also love to talk about employment as well. And for the young John Cashes that are out there going to the University of Missouri Rolla or, or anywhere else in the country, would you would you recommend getting into this space in nuclear and and uranium? Would you follow this the same path uh, if you were just getting started today? I talk to kids about this all of the time, including my own kids. I've got three kids, and encourage them to to get into this space. Uh, we are 
in short supply of positions that are like geologist, geophysicist, health physicist. We're in severe shortage of those. Nuclear engineers, all of those are in high demand, and uh, we expect that to continue into the foreseeable future. Those are strong technical degrees, uh, and I would strongly encourage any young person who has an interest in science, technology, engineering to pursue those. The wages are fantastic. The benefits are fantastic. And uh, there, there's a lot of opportunity, not just in the U.S., but globally with those degrees. It, exciting times and in an exciting industry. Absolutely. So, John, um, I appreciate you sharing so much with our listeners. And I know that you uh, are passionate and you speak very regularly and super involved in educating on this industry. So my next question is probably the easiest of all is how can we get a hold of you? How can we learn more about the important work that you're doing both at Your Energy, which I know is going to uh, hopefully produce over 2.2 million pounds of uranium and earn over $1 billion in annual revenue. But where can we get in touch with you and learn more? Yeah, so information can be readily gained at our website, www.ur-energy.com. Uh, we've got a great set of information there, not only just about the company uh, from a financial perspective, but also from a technical perspective. We'd encourage people to jump on our website, and we have a video about our mining technique. It's a bit of a unique process called in-situ mining that people will find very interesting. We don't actually dig up rock. We just inject water oxygen and baking soda to recover uranium. It's a very uh, unusual process, very clean, very tidy. So we encourage people to check us out, check out the mining technology. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, John Cash. Appreciate you sharing your expertise with our listeners. I certainly will be following this closely and look forward to staying in close contact with you and bringing you back on real soon. But we've got to squeeze in a very quick break. Some headlines, commercials, quick break on Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You get on my website, shalomkline.com. Don't touch the dial. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We are powered by our good friend Tom Mirabali, independent agent for all of your health, insurance, and Affordable Care Act needs. You can reach him at 630-863-3477, 630-863-3477, or visit his website, healthplanchicago.com, healthplanchicago.com. Again, for all of your services around health insurance, both personally as well as for your small business. And speaking of small business, can you believe it? Our opportunity to be heard is just weeks away. That's right. The midterm elections are literally just weeks away uh, on, uh, on November 8th. And with that time, I've been giving a lot of thought to the role that small business owners place in this and play in this in this election. So I did a little bit of research that I wanted to share with all of you listeners today. And I discovered that 86% of small business owners say that they're definitely planning to vote with 91% saying a candidate's small business policy positions will play an important role in who they choose to support at the ballot box. Furthermore, 81% said that they were more likely to support a candidate who pledges to reauthorize the SBA. So you may be asking, wow, is that even up for consideration? The Small Business Administration was reauthorized by Congress seven times between 1980 and 2000, but it's actually never been reauthorized since. Since small business owners 
uh, that eagerness to vote, and they vote with business policy interests. Among the major takeaways of a survey um, that was conducted by a recent Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Voice program, small business owners also also are uh, concerned about the economic recession, with 43% believing the U.S. economy is already in a recession and 62% anticipating a recession in the next year. Furthermore, they're experiencing recession indicators with 54% reporting decline in customer demand over the past few months, 46% pausing expansion plans, and 29% citing difficulty raising capital and higher borrowing costs. Only 16% of small businesses are reporting hiring freeze. So that's a lot of information, and that's really, really important for you. Remember that when you are considering going to the polls, make sure you look at the needs of your small business. And in reality, what you'll likely find and what you'll likely face is that there's really no one party that checks all the boxes. You'll find that that a lot of the things that you're looking for may veer slightly to the left, and maybe some things might veer slightly to the, to the right. For example, there might be some support programs that you've taken advantage of that may have been championed by some folks, and I hate to use these terms, but again, uh, on the left of the aisle. And then there's certainly a lot of fiscal responsibility that's coming from the right. Make sure you're paying attention to all of those issues as you head toward the ballot box. But the main thing is to go and be heard. Here in Illinois, uh, this is an important topic. We've got a lot of races on the ballot. We have the Senate race. We have the gubernatorial race. And of course, all of the races within the within the uh, Illinois legislature as well. And the only way you have the right to complain is if you show up to make your voice heard. So whether it's on the family issues, the small business issues, again, I implore you to make sure at this point that you vote. If you're not going to be in town on the day of election day, make sure you figure that out right now. Uh, early voting is open. Um, absentee voting is a possibility. And uh, the main thing is that, again, you make sure that your voice will be heard in this important and critical election. Every, every election is a conversation, but this is a really, really important one. And I really encourage all of our listeners to get on my website, shalomkline.com. That's where you can download the past 10-plus years of shows all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Additionally, you could get on your favorite podcast app, whether it's Spotify, Google, Apple, and you can subscribe, rate, review, and share this important uh, conversation. We've had hundreds, maybe even thousands of people on this program, and each and every week we spark a new dialogue, a new conversation about the issues that matter, as I said a moment ago, to your wallet at home um, or to your business needs. And uh, remember that as we wrap up this year, this is a good time to start paying attention to making sure your financial house is in order. Make sure you're doing your end-of-year financials. You're looking at making sure you're ready to file your taxes. But remember, accounting is not just something that you do just for taxes. It's actually something that you need to do so you can analyze where has your revenue been coming in, where's the money been coming from, and where have you been expending that money? Maybe there's ways that you could cost before the end of the year. Set those New Year's resolutions. That's not just around weight loss. It's actually around success for your business. Because based on the issues we just talked about a moment ago, there's a lot of things that your small businesses needs to be concerned about and needs to get ready for in this upcoming year. And if you're not ready, you are going to be behind the curve. So now is a good time as things maybe start to slow down. You're focusing on your company holiday party, which 
which thank goodness we could do in person this year. You should definitely also be thinking about that sort of end of year uh, discussions you could be having. Maybe this is a good time for an end of year retreat for your staff to look at, and we say this in the military, an AAR, an after action review of sort of what went right this year, what went wrong, and how can we improve and get better for the future. And that's both a business, a goal for your organization, but also for each of you individually. And that means that as the manager, as the boss, you're not exempt from this. You also need to give an introspective look at how you can be doing better as well. So it's strange to think that we're having this conversation already in late October. The year is almost over, but it's not over yet. So make every minute count. Make sure you vote. Make sure you are uh, doing that planning that we talked about a moment ago. And make sure you're subscribing to this conversation on your favorite podcast app or on my website, ShalomKlein.com. It'll make you a better business owner. We'll be right back and get down to business. Don't touch that dial. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I've been looking forward to this conversation. I'm joined by Lori Michelle Levitt. Um, Lori is the pivot catalyst. And uh, she just released a new book, Pivot to Clarity, Get Clear for You, Be Clear for Others. And I know Lori has worked with leaders in organizations that include multi-billion dollar corporations, small and medium-sized businesses, nonprofits, and governments, and all have shared a common desire, change and continued growth with less risk. So we're going to talk about a lot. We're going to talk about these topics of clarity and pivoting, and we're going to talk about this brand new book. But firstly, let me welcome Lori Michelle Levitt to the program. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Shalom. Happy to be here. Absolutely. It's a true pleasure. So I always love to get to know the person behind the microphone. And you've been interviewed on many, many different platforms before. And I can hear the passion in your voice, which we're going to share with our listeners. How did you become so familiar with this topic and become the subject matter expert on the pivot to clarity? So how do we become an expert at anything? We have issues with something. We learn and we want to share those learnings with others. That's fantastic. That's great. And uh, again, I know that you have certainly uh, focused in these areas and you sharing, you've certainly shared a lot. Um, so this book, Pivot to Clarity, Get Clear for You, Be Clear for Others. So what's the, what was the catalyst, if you will, uh, behind, behind the book? What, what inspired you to actually put down on paper um, all of the things that, uh, that, that's in this, essentially this guide? So, Shalom, what I do is catalyze momentum for leaders. And everything that I do is aimed at that. One of the blocks to momentum and also to gaining alignment throughout your organization is a lack of clarity. A lack of clarity for yourself, getting clear for you, or actually do you want to head and getting so clear that it becomes this inspiring North Star, this inspiring vision, and then communicating in a clear way to others such that they can actually get inspired themselves. And that is required in order to have the alignment and momentum that I'm talking about. So I've been writing books. The first one was about organizational change called The Pivot. And this next one is such a critical step in change or even just staying relevant, which is clarity. Definitely. And I want to talk about clarity because as you say, and I'll keep saying it repeatedly over here, get clear for you, be clear for others. 
What does that mean for a small business owner? What is that big takeaway that you want everybody to hear loud and clear as homework assignments, perhaps, for the upcoming uh, few weeks as a remainder of 2022? I think if I were to pick out something from all of this, it is to remain curious so that when you're getting clear, curiosity comes in the form of awe. And entrepreneurs are usually pretty good at this, coming up with the big ideas. But as you grow in your business and you have more people around you, the monkey mind, the stuff in your mind to stop you from, from actually staying in awe and thinking about what would be possible. Oh, I can't bring that to the leadership team. Oh, you know, no one's going to be able to do that or everyone will put me down. We have to learn to interrupt ourselves and stop that. So stay in awe. Curiosity when you're being clear is that you're really in that state of being curious about what the other person, where they're coming from, because they are not you. And, and you may have spent hours, even days, coming up with some ideas, some concept, or maybe you've done something before, forever, and you're sitting there thinking, do they know what you know? And a, a better point, of, a place to be from is to think in the terms of what, what actually do they understand and what's possible from them? Mm-hmm, so absolutely. curiosity. Definitely. And, and change is a constant. And that's, I think, been, I'll just speak personally, my barrier to call it clarity. Um, I, I pride myself on, on, on trying to always improve. But, you know, we're living in this world where over these past few years, there's been so many disruptions, so many changes around people, so many shifts in our environment. How can you remain consistently clear, as you say, for, for you and being clear for others? One, you have to work at it. It has to be a priority. Are you being clear? Don't, don't stop yourself by saying something just one time and then expecting everyone to, to do what you expect. H- have a means to communicate consistently, and you'll find a way to do that. Um, my team tried huddles, and actually they just didn't work. And the reason is because we're self-managed, and it felt too much like accountability when they're already self-accountable. So there's something that will work for you that is this continuous flow of communication and communication at a point where it's curious, not in the communication to the point of, did you do this yet? Or, hey, this is what I want done. Just do it and don't ask questions. Absolutely. I'm chatting with Lori Michelle Levitt, and um, we've been chatting a little bit about clarity. Um, We're going to touch on one of the other, excuse me, terms um, regarding the pivot, when we return in just a moment, we're going to have to squeeze in a very quick break. I know you can learn all about Lori um, through her website, lorimichellelevitt.com, um, where uh, on the website, I know you've got some really, really clear lines. No surprise there. Reignite momentum, engage, align, pivot. No more surprise. And I encourage all of our listeners to check out the website, lorimichellelevitt.com. Um, and uh, before we break, I encourage all of our listeners to subscribe, rate, review, and share uh, this podcast on your favorite podcast app, um, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Google, um, so you don't miss a single episode. And on my website, shalomkline.com, I'll give you a sneak peek of who's going to be on next week on the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. But again, don't touch that dial because when we return, we're going to continue chatting about Pivot to Clarity and The Pivot, um, great reads by Laura Michelle Levitt, um, who you can find more about, lauramichellelevitt.com. We'll be right back. 
Michelle Levitt, Small Business Jobs and Entrepreneurship. I'm chatting with the Pivot Catalyst herself. That's Lori Michelle Levitt. Um, you can find at uh, LoriMichelleLevitt.com. Um, but Lori, we were chatting before the break a little bit about change. And you say on your website that change doesn't have to be so hard. Um, you could orchestrate it. And um, I appreciate what you said about your own team um, because that's really the, perhaps the most important thing that I heard of how you practice what you preach, which is really important. Um, but let's talk about that change, that pivot. Um, and, uh, and many of our listeners are small business owners. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to be a jack of all trades. Um, what conversations have you had with, with organizations about the pivot? And how can uh, leaders ready their teams and workplace culture to change and even improve performance? Yeah, it's a it's a good question. The reason I wrote the book is because it is so important. I was reading so much about the pivot. So this first book came out in 2017, but I started writing it actually in 2000, late 2013, and had probably thought about it before then. And that is that that change, even for yourself, usually is not quick. The decision to change is quick. The awareness that you need to change is not quick. And going through the change, actually realizing the from this point to that point is not quick. And so don't give up too quickly. That's one thing. And the other is that orchestration means it's going to be many shifts by many people over time. So even if it's something that you want to pivot in yourself, you're not going to move from this point to that point and just in one fell swoop, whether it's emotions, whether it's a, a business change, a strategy change, a model change, a product change. There are a lot of things that you need to do. So prepare for that, plan for that, and know that you're going to spend time on it over time to realize that change. Okay, great. Absolutely. So we've talked pivot, we've talked clarity. Um, and I know you have uh, spoken with many uh, organizations. I know you're a very prominent speaker um, on these topics, but I'm curious if you can give one homework assignment, one key takeaway that you want everybody to work on, something that you want in this remaining, call it quarter of 2022, to put into action that you think will set them up for success in 2023. Uh, so we're in the... we're closing in on the final quarter of the year and of course so then the new year is starting and we typically think of something that we want something that we want to change so my homework assignment is going to you know go ahead and start now and think of what do you want to change whether it's in your life or in your business and then spend some time to understand what needs to change in you first so that's my number one assignment is if you want this change it's probably outside of you what do you need to change in you to achieve that you may need help from others you may need to ask others hey i want this can you identify what might be holding my holding me back or it may be that you need take some time to pause and really be introspective and think about you know, how you show up and how you go about things. Whatever you need to do, think about you. Well, Lori, um, we're going to have to wrap it up over here. And perhaps uh, one of the most important homework assignments is getting in touch with you. How can we, uh, how can we get in contact? 
So you mentioned my site, lauriemichellelevitt.com. Another way to get to it, just in case they can't <laughs> spell my name, is thepivotcatalyst.com. I also have a landing page. Uh, you can get to the software, the, the books, etc., from that site. If you want to get some bonuses for the Pivot to Clarity book, I have a landing page just called pivottoclarity.com. Fantastic. Laurie Michelle Levitt, thank you so much for sharing your expertise. I look forward to having you back on real soon. That's a wrap for us here on the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You can always get in touch with me through my website, shalomkline.com. But to success, let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM560, The Answer. Have a great week ahead. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.